Learn Persian with Chai and Conversation, Lesson 67. Hello and welcome to Lesson 67. This is the third part in our series on Rumi's poem, Ruz o Shab. We're going to start off this lesson by hearing my Aunt Farnos recite the full poem. Hopefully after last week's lesson, you'll understand the beginning of it at least. Dar havoyat bigararam ruz o shab Sar zepoyat bar nadaram ruz o shab Ruz o shab ro ham chukhod majnun konam روز شب را کی گذارم روز و شب جان و دل را میخواستند از عاشقان جان و دل را می سپارم روز و شب So this week we're going to focus on the middle two lines like we said we're going in order this time Let's hear my aunt reading these two lines only روز شب را همچو خود مجنون کنم روز شب را کی گذارم these two lines begin again with the repetition of the words ruz and shab, which by now should be completely understandable to you. What does ruz mean? Day. Ruz. And what is the meaning of shab? Night. Shab. One thing we didn't cover last week is that word o in the middle of ruz shab. Ruz and Shab. O simply means and. O. And O is actually a conversational version of the longer word, va, which also means and. Va. So in conversation, va often is replaced by O, as it is in the poem. O. So Ruz O Shab. And that could also be said, Ruz va shab. Ruz va shab. Versus Ruz o shab. Which flows a lot better in the context of this poem. Now let's go over the most important part of this line, and that is the word majnun. Majnun. The concept of majnun is a very important one in Persian culture and also obviously in Persian poetry. There's not a great translation of it, but it's somewhere along the lines of crazy. Crazy doesn't quite have the gravity that Majnun has, however. A person who is Majnun is a madman, an insane person, a crazy person. The best example of Majnun is in the story Leili and Majnun, which is actually where my name, Leila, comes from. This story was popularized in the 12th century in Iran in a lyric poem by a Persian poet named Ganjavi. And basically the story is that this couple, very young couple, meets when they're very young and they fall madly in love. The young man writes love poetry for Leili or Leila to the point where they call him Majnun or crazy because he's so crazy in love. When they come of age to marry, Leila's father actually marries her off to a rich nobleman. And Majnun is forced to wander the desert for the rest of his life in search of his love, and they never reunite. So it's the story of unfulfillable longing. 
this concept of majnun also has these mystical implications. It's the concept of losing yourself to love or losing your ego to the point of madness. And again, as we say in all these Sufi poems, you can take them to mean earthly love, like this love for majnun for Layla, but they can also be taken on a metaphorical level, the love of a person for the creator, whatever that may be. So again, in this poem, we are talking about all these different levels of love, and we are talking about love to the point of madness or majnun. So what does hamchu khud majnun konam mean? The word khud is the word for self. Khud. And that's simple enough. Konam is a shortened version of bokonam, or the first person conjugation of to do, to make. Bokonam. So bokonam basically means I am going to do. Konam is simply a shortened conversational version of this. Konam. So you'll say this in conversation often, especially when referring to things you intend to do. So micham hamum konam means I want or I intend to take a bath. Micham is I want to and hamum is bath. So micham hamum konam. And if we're translating this sentence more word by word, it's actually, I want to do a bath, which is how we say, take a bath. Micham hamum konam. So then, chod majnun konam directly translates to, I am going to make myself crazy, or I'm going to lose myself. Chod majnun konam. And now the word hamcho. Hamcho chod majnun konam. This is a little more difficult to ha- translate. Hamcho is a shortened version of hamchenun, which means something along the lines of such or thusly. And I think actually that's the best way to translate it. Thusly, hamchenun, which in the poem is shortened to hamcho. So basically, now the full thing is hamcho. Which basically means, thusly, I'm going to make myself crazy. I'm going to lose myself. I'm going to become a madman. And again, remember, things get lost if you translate them word by word. The meaning of this is more like, I'm going to lose myself, as I said. So, I'm going to cease to exist because of this love. And again, in a mystical sense, being majnun is about the loss of ego. So losing your mind, losing the ego, becoming a part of the whole, it's all an important part of Sufism. So majnun is this concept of letting go of yourself, becoming crazy, becoming part of the whole. So again, let's hear my aunt read this whole first line again. So day and night, I am thusly in the process of losing my mind. There's one word in there that we didn't go over individually, and that is the word ra. That's because it's a difficult word to translate, and it doesn't have a direct translation in English. Rather, it's described in grammar as a direct object marker. So it's just a way to say, this is what we're talking about. So in this instance, we say, Again, it's a difficult thing to explain, and the use of ra really becomes clear with practice. But in this context, 
Ra is serving a few purposes. It's adding to the rhythm that we're trying to achieve in this poem. So, Ruz Shabra Ham Chokhod Majnun Konam. It adds to the musicality. And it's also separating the subject of the sentence, Ruzo Shab, from what's going on. So, we're talking about Ruzo Shab day and night. Ruzo Shabra Ham Chokhod Majnun Konam. So, it's saying day and night, these things happen. And Ra is the connector. So again, no direct translation, but to say it's an object marker connecting these two ideas, the idea of day and night with making oneself crazy. So let's repeat this one last time together. Ruzo shabra ham majnun konam. And now let's move on to the next line. Ruzo shabra keikosaram ruzo shab. Okay, so now in this next line, we have Ruzo Shab repeated twice. Again, here we hear the word Ra. Ruzo Shab Ra, Ke Gozaram, Ruzo Shab. So again, it's connecting the subject of Ruzo Shab with the rest of the idea of the sentence. So what does Ke Gozaram mean? Ke means when? Ke. Gozaram is the first person conjugation of to put. So I put gozaram. Ke gozaram means where should I put? Ke gozaram. When should I put? Ke gozaram means when should I put? Ke gozaram. So ruzo shabra ke gozaram ruzo shab just means day and night. When should I put this concept of day and night? He's basically asking for an orientation. So the idea is that day and night are running into each other. And he's saying, help me orient myself. Where am I supposed to place these two concepts that have become foreign to me, that of day and night? Because he's so lost, everything is running together. There's no longer a day and no longer a night. And he's asking, where am I supposed to put these things? When is, what's day, what's night? So let's repeat this together. Ruzo shabra kei gozaram. And again, we have that ra in there, saying ruzoshab is the concept, the subject, and kegozaram is referring to ruzoshab. So is that more clear here? If you think of the direct object marker, ruzoshab is the object, and ra is the word marking that we're talking about that object. Ruzoshabra kegozaram. Where should I place day and night? Ruzoshabra kegozaram. And of course, he ends this verse by repeating Ruzo Shab. So day and night, where should I place day and night? Ruzo Shabra Ke Gozaram Ruzo Shab. And you know, this poem is this circular idea. Ruzo Shab keeps getting repeated because Ruz turns into Shab, turns into Ruz, turns into Shab. And repeating these words reminds you of that, of the movement of time. And like we said in Lesson 65, it's a kind of zikr. Zikr is some, a mantra that you repeat that makes you lose your ego. That's, that's what you do in Sufism. You do these chants, and it makes you lose yourself, become majnun, and become connected to the creator. So that's what we're doing here. We're repeating this mantra, ruzo shab, ruzo shab. So again, let's listen to my aunt read these two sentences. 
روز شب را همچو خود مجنون کنم روز شب را کی گذارم روز و شب And hopefully you got all that. Remember, the best way to learn these poems is to memorize them. We're adding to our collection of student memorized poems. Like Fadid said in Lesson 65, use your smartphone to record yourself reading this poem from memory in a beautiful location and email it to us at info at chaiandconversation.com with chai spelled C-H-A-I. It's super easy to do and we love receiving your videos. And with that, we come to the end of Lesson 67. One more lesson to go on this series on Rumi's Ruz Oshab. Thank you for joining us and looking forward to analyzing the rest of this poem with you.